Welcome back to Learning As We're Living. I'm Sarah. I'm just a mom in her 20s, learning every day. And today's podcast, I'm kind of just having a probably a rant as well as my tips and tricks and essentials for baby babies and camping or just outdoor activities as well as stay tuned till the end where I share how my perfect Father's Day I had planned for my husband turned to crap. So first off, I want to say happy Father's Day to any dads listening. This last weekend was Father's Day and to celebrate Cody's first Father's Day, we got invited on a family camping trip which I was so excited about because we love camping. We have an old Shasta trailer. So it's a bit of the glamping because we are not in a tent. But at the same time, it's old and small. And it's kind of just a tent with a hard shell (laughs) because it doesn't have a bathroom in there or even a refrigerator because our camper is so old. They didn't make refrigerators back then. They just made ice box for ice box fridges which is just like a nice chest on the wall you just put ice to keep your stuff cool we mostly just use it as a pantry now because it's kind of a pain it kind of leaks if it's um once it starts to melt it can kind of just start to leak but um initially I was so excited for this trip because like I said we love camping unfortunately we didn't get to go at all last year because I was pregnant And I was so scared to go anywhere in June because I was going to – sure, I was going to, like, go into labor two hours away in the mountains with no cell phone service. So we didn't go at all in the beginning of the summer. And at the end of the summer, so many people kept, like, scaring me and saying, like, oh, it's awful. Don't go camping with a newborn. Plus, like, your body's changing again and it's just a mess everywhere. So don't go. So that made me nervous. We didn't even end up going camping at all last year. So our camping kind of just sat for a whole year. I think someone used it when they visited, like, because we had so many people visit to see Lucy. And so someone did stay in it last year, which was nice. It got a little bit of use. Um, But I was so excited. And then, like I said, we hadn't gone. So then all of a sudden, light bulb, I was like, we didn't go because we had a baby, which means now we have an 11-month-old that we have to go camping with. And it's not just going to be me and Cody jumping in the camper and headed off for the weekend. we got to prepare. <laughs> and that made me so nervous. And there are tons of families out there that go camping and go hiking and backpacking. Or people who even live in campers or RVs with babies with, like, five kids. And they live that, like, minimal life. And they rock it. And I love it because I watch them on YouTube. And I'm like, I'll get my, like, little sense of it through YouTube. I'm not that person, though. I'm not that mom. I try to be. Like, if you come into my house, you kind of get that vibe. But then at the same time, I got crap everywhere. So, not really. Because I'm over here like, I need 12 outfits for only three days. But you never know, just in case. Blowout, dirt, I don't know. Or she needs 20 toys and her little tight pink car. Because what if she gets bored? (laughs) And all kinds of pointless crap that I want to bring for her. And I now understand why I'm like this. Why I pack like this. Because here I am packing while FaceTiming my mom. She's like watching Lucy play and watching me pack. And she says, 
oh, no, 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 no. You need this and you need that and you need this. And what if it's cold? And what if you need this? And what if you need that? And I think light bulb, this is why I'm an overpacker. And the funny thing was when I was started to pack or before I had called my mom, I... um. I felt really good about it. I was like, perfect. I'm kind of doing like a little, what is that wardrobe called? Uh, Time capsule wardrobe. Like she can wear this shirt with these pants and these pants also with this shirt, with this shirt, with these pants. And so I'll only bring a few outfits for her. And then my mom started getting into my head. And a normal person could probably be like, okay, mom, yeah, I'm totally going to do that and do something different. But then she started making me think and I got nervous. So I started overpacking. And let me tell you, she didn't wear half the crap I brought her (laughs) because we didn't need it. Any of the warm clothes I brought, she didn't need. And that's fine. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I was prepared for the colder weather. But the problem with where we were going was that there was no like cell phone service or there was no Google search location So I couldn't like put it into my phone, like the weather app and put where we were going because it was out in the middle of nowhere. The closest town was like 45 minutes away and the weather can change quite a bit in 45 minutes, especially if you're climbing mountain ranges or if you just live in Idaho because everything is so different. So it was kind of a guessing game. And the only thing I had to go by was the people that had gone there the year before or I mean, two years ago, we were in the Dominican and they went camping. And I think I remember getting a text while we were in the Dominican because they were saying, oh my goodness, it's snowing here. And we were dying of like 98% humidity. So they said it was freezing. I anticipated freezing weather. So Lucy had her snowsuit for like the cold nights around the fire and fuzzy PJs. Which it was so hot, she ended up waking up in a bucket of sweat the first night because she did not need her fuzzy PJs. So I am glad I did overpack because I ended up bringing her one pair of cooler PJs, which she wore night number two. But like I I said, I was happy I was prepared and I'm glad I was prepared and brought all that stuff just in case. But that's what makes traveling with a baby so hard. Like, what do you pack and how do you know to pack light? Or if you just need to bring this or that, like, how do you know? So send me some advice, all you backpacking, minimalist packing people, because I need need help, clearly. (laughs) Um, And maybe it's impossible where I live in Idaho, in these northern states where it can snow and be 75 all in one day. And the weather changes and is so bipolar all year long. So maybe that's where I went wrong. You could only do that in like Arizona, maybe. (laughs) I'm not sure. Um, So now I want to give you guys some of my um, advice to other moms. If you are planning any camping trips this summer or just plan on doing a lot of outdoor activities, maybe going to like the lakes or the beaches, things that I found that are must-haves this summer, going to the park, with a baby. My baby is 11 months old and she does sleep in her own crib and her own room. So my first thing is a crib situation. 
if you are a prepared person or think you're going to be doing lots of outdoor activities, you can invest in something. Like I, I had Amazoned a few ideas for camping with a baby. And I had, like, YouTube did, seen what other parents did. They had this thing called a baby, like, pop-up tent, which is just, like, this little dome tent to kind of keep them in one spot instead of them crawling out of a crib or something or just laying them flat on, like, a cushion and then they can, like, crawl off of that. So this kind of kept them confined, which I saw was, like, they advertised it for the beach or camping or backpacking. A lot of people I saw did it. I'm just really cheap, and I was like, do I really need to spend $30 on something I don't know if I'm going to ever use again, or she'll outgrow very soon? So I ended up not getting that, and we just kind of winged it on our trip, (laughs) which was gave me a lot of anxiety because I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? But they also have, like, you can do pack and plays, which are really common for people to take camping. I had bought in a portable bassinet when Lucy, before Lucy was born, that she actually slept in for like the first seven months of her life. And so she slept in that every night next to my bed, but it's portable. So I was able to put it in a bag and take it with us when we went to friends' houses or like to a hotel. So that was my idea of like what I was going to use camping, but now she knows how to like stand up, rock it, and I just have worse nightmares of her plunging off the front of it into her face so I didn't bring that I'll just it's packed away for baby number two one day so definitely figure out your crib situation if you're staying somewhere overnight or just use your resources we set up some cushions and some barriers and made her kind of like this little crib on the ground which worked out great and she was so tired during the day that I never had to worry about her jumping up and playing like at night and like sometimes when I put her to bed she like rocks her crib and she I didn't have to worry about that she was so exhausted from playing with the kids and I think being in the sun that she zonked out every night so crib situation is number one number two is one of my favorite life hacks that I found on Pinterest for having a baby and I think I thought it was ridiculous at first until I brought it camping and I was like no, people knew what they were talking about, was bringing a jumper, either if it's one that you hang from a tree or bringing the plastic big round ones, bring something, a jumper, so that the baby, you don't have to hold it all the time because you don't want to have to like pawn your baby off all the time on other people as well when you need a break. Or maybe you can't, maybe you can do that, but I always, I can't do that. I'm super self-conscious about it. So I, We didn't bring a jumper, actually. We brought a baby walker just because Lucy's at that stage where she's kind of walking and she was able to move around with all the other kids. Some of the kids pushed her around. We were in a nice flat area, so that was easy for them to push around safely, and I wasn't too worried about it. And she was able to follow them and kind of, I felt like, start to learn to play with all the other kids because she was able to walk around with them. So I love that hack. Ours was just a little smaller and then you can kind of collapse and make flat which was nice to just slide in to our car or into our camper. So that was nice if you're camping. I'd say definitely bring one of those. Or I even saw a baby swing and you just tie it up on the tree. That would also probably be really handy. The next two items are like my go-to summer essentials. They're not about camping. Well, you can use them at camping, but I use them every day 
no matter where I'm going, I always have them in my car. The, and they both were gifts from my baby shower. The first one is a camping baby high chair, people. Camping baby high chair. Brilliant. Where we live, we go to barbecues almost every weekend. So we always keep our camping chairs in our car at all times. So this also stays in my car at all times. It also stayed in there all winter long. And my mother-in-law bought this for me, or for Lucy, I guess, because she knew we do that all the time. And I think it's around $30 on Amazon, but it's a necessity. I was able to put it in there, put her in there. It has a little tray. I can set her food on there. She can eat. She's buckled in. It's nice and safe. There's also like straps where you can strap it to a chair if you're somewhere where you have a chair. So that is so nice for us. And everyone compliments it. Everyone wants one. Um, Second thing is something my brother-in-law got for Lucy, which I made my registry. He searched my registry and told me, you know, I didn't see anything I liked on your registry, so I bought you something on my own. Which I'm like, what the heck does this 21-year-old know about baby stuff? Which I didn't know anything either, so... Because clearly, I would didn't put this on my registry. Didn't even think about something like this. I wanted the pack and play, but he ended up getting me this baby... Like, it's a baby gate, baby cage kind of thing. We call it the baby octagon because... It's a giant octagon. It doesn't have the cushioned and raised flooring like a pack and play, but it has like a cushion tarp thing that's attached to it. And I can just set all of her blankets in, or I can set some blankets in there with all of her toys and she can play in there. And it kind of keeps her in a barrier so she can't escape on us. And I have used this in my house during construction, which is really nice. And then I bought the attachment for the summertime, which was a canopy. And so you can have it outside if you're gardening or just having a barbecue outside and kind of want them to be in the fresh air. The sides are mesh, but then the canopy gives them a nice little shade from the sun so you don't have a sunburnt baby at the end of the day, which that also stays in my car all summer long. Um, those are a few of my little summer must-have hacks so far. I'm sure I will have more once the summer ends, but... Even with all these amazing things and products, it was still really hard. And I want to to be prepared if you're a new mom who's naive and wants everything to be Instagram Pinterest perfect. It is really hard camping with a baby. And maybe it was really hard for me because I have a teething baby who is very fussy and hard to keep happy right now. As well as I'm learning every day. I'm learning as I'm living. So little things like... Is she hot? Is she teething? Is she hungry? I feel like I'm still in that newborn stage because I'm learning why is she crying now with this teething stage in her life, which has made it really hard for me. Or is she going through a growth spurt? She is at that 11 and a half month age. Maybe she's growing. And I think it was really hard because the people we were surrounded with, yes, they had babies, yes, they had kids, but they have already passed the teething stage. So maybe they had forgotten what it was like on these hard days where I was fighting the mama tears of frustration because my baby won't stop crying and everyone's eye roll, giving me those eye rolls and sneer comments. And I'm just like, I don't know what else to do. Like, I'm you, I need your advice. I need your help. 
Um, someone made a sneer comment like, just give her the boob, which kind of made me mad. But in the end, I really thought, okay, maybe I, she just needs to eat more. Maybe she needs to nurse more. And I don't want it to sound like I was starving my baby because I don't, I don't think I was. But something I'm learning, and as you know, like I always say, learning every day. I'm learning as we're living. I'm learning that my milk is no longer a majority of Lucia's food source. And like I said, I'm not starving her, I don't think. Um, she's growing healthy and everything. Um, and I'm being very vulnerable by saying this, but this whole time I thought my milk was always her majority of her food, and I think now that she's getting bigger, I'm starting to learn that my, my milk is just getting less because she's getting older. And so I need to be feeding her instead of mostly breast milk with a little food. It's more more real foods with the, because I'm having less breast milk. So, and I don't know if someone warned me about that or and I wasn't listening. But I feel like those are things that just aren't out there for new moms to learn. It's just something is trial and error. And I hope that maybe me sharing this with one of you, you'll understand that as they grow up, your milk supply is going to change a lot different. Like, I guess the whole breastfeeding thing, and I guess I didn't read any of those, like, mommy books because it was too lazy to read. So I didn't understand anything to do with breastfeeding. Maybe you were better and you actually read the books, but I didn't. I just kind of was hoping someone would tell me this. So here I am telling you, you're going to get your milk really fast. And your baby's not going to need is going to start off eat drinking your milk really slow. And you're going to have a lot of extras. Start pumping, like, right away. Just start pumping because you can always use lots of milk. Um, and then it's just going to change a lot. And I kind of want to do a whole episode about breastfeeding and the things I learned about it and things that helped me. And obviously, I'm still learning, so... Maybe I'll wait until I'm not breastfeeding anymore and I can just talk all about it. But um, that was one thing that was really hard for me was the eye rolls and sneer comments while I'm still trying to learn. I could just use support from some other moms. But since I realized that maybe she just needed more food and as well as I was using the amber necklace only when she was awake because I'm a nervous Nelly, putting the orange gel on whatever it's called on her tooth as well as giving her some baby Tylenol to break her fever. She had, like, one of those. It was, like, around 100, so it was like that. They always say a baby could have a mild fever during teething. I was doing everything, and that really helped our situation because then day two, she was really happy, and maybe it was just because I was giving her more food, and maybe that's what she was needing. Maybe she is going through a growth spurt, and she just needs tons more food. I don't know. I'm learning. If you have any advice for a teething baby or a baby at 11 months old, if you've experienced this, please go shoot me a message on Instagram because I need some support. Um, so before we end this podcast, I want to share my total high standards of a Father's Day weekend fail. If you are a family member and you probably already saw this on Facebook, on my personal Facebook but let me walk you through this story time 
that you'll probably laugh at. Um, I hold my days to a high standard. I wanted this weekend to be perfect. I wanted Cody's first Father's Day to be perfect. And so I pictured us casually waking up. And I could set up a card for Cody to read that Lucy and I made for him. And we'll be eating breakfast, slowly get our stuff ready, maybe go fishing that morning, enjoy the nice river, and then head home to this perfect day of Father's Day. We woke up bright and early, started packing, quickly ate a little bit of breakfast, got all ready and got on the road and headed home. That was the morning for us. Launched off for a three-hour drive back home. Little while in, hit a bump. One of the windows breaks on the camper. Granted, these are older windows. This is an older camper. It's probably going to be really hard to find a replacement, so that sucks. <laughs> that kind of made me mad instantly. Five minutes later, we get a flat tire. On, we're on a tiny road, still two plus hours away from home. No one's behind us, <laughs> and we have no cell phone service to get a hold of anyone to help. It's 80-something degrees outside, and I'm no help, so Cody's out there changing this flat tire. Luckily, we had a spare. He puts on the spare, and that one goes flat. So now we're stuck with two, two flat tires in the middle of nowhere, two hours away on this tiny road. Granted, I love Idaho. If you ask me why I love Idaho, it's because everyone is so sweet. We had so many people pull over, ask us if we need help. I even saw a car drive past us, like kind of fly past us, and then slowly backed all the way back up to ask us if we need help. And that, I honestly kind of got to me and got me a little emotional because I was thought that was so sweet. And the few first few times, we didn't need any help. Cody was like, there's nothing anyone can do for me. But then once he put the second flat on there, or the second spare in that one flat, he took someone up on the offer, and this guy ended up helping him and get it just enough that we could drive a little bit further onto, like, a side road where we were able to park the camper, which then we had to empty the camper with essentials. We got the chainsaw, the guns, the baby stuff I didn't want stolen in our clothes. And we had to leave the trailer, which we ditched the trailer two plus hours away from home, which gave me more anxiety because people are jerks and either someone was going to break in and steal everything, maybe have a flat tire or a spare tire to steal our camper or just be a real jerk and burn the whole thing down, which I was like picturing Cody showing up to like a burnt trailer the next day. And the whole time I'm asking, are you okay? Like, are you pissed? Are you mad? And he's like, no, I'm fine. It's whatever. It's life. Life, this stuff happens. And I'm over here, like, swearing like a sailor because I'm so upset and getting so much anxiety. And he's like, are you okay? And I was like, but it's your perfect Father's Day. And he was like, it's fine, Sarah. We'll figure it out. And I was I was a nervous wreck. So Cody obviously handles those situations way better than I do. And he still had the perfect weekend. But... Are you like me? Do you hold days like this, like, such to a high standard? Your wedding, your birthday, a girl's night out, date night, 
kids' birthdays, like, do you hold them to such high standards and then one little thing happens and your whole day crashes to hell? Because that's that's me, and I need to be better about that because it's it what we all were safe. We all went home safe. We all went home in one piece. It's two days later. Cody got the camper back yesterday, all in one piece. Everything was still there. I just over exaggerate, <laughs> but I want you guys to shoot me over on Facebook or Instagram. Idaho wife and share with me your Father's Day adventures or your Father's Day fails um, or even just any day where you also had high expectations and something small happened and you realized it's okay. (laughs) Um, So thanks for listening you guys. Thanks for listening to my rants, my advice and my struggles of learning as I'm living with teething babies and to let things go when they happen not the way you want it to be. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next time.